Radio Sports Summer of Cricket with Photo Warehouse. Way more than a photo store. Come visit. A clean sweep for the Black Caps against Bangladesh. Not that that was a surprise. We were expecting a clean sweep from this New Zealand side. They won the final game today by 88 runs. They were given a bit of a test in the first innings and the early stages of their innings having been sent into bat and they were struggling to get up to a run rate of somewhere around about 4, 4 to 5 against some pretty tight bowling by the Bangladesh bowlers. Guptill 29, Munro 8, Nichols 64, Taylor 69 personal milestone for him today, Latham 59 Nisham 37, De Grandholm 37 not out, Santner 16 not out, 330 for the loss of 6 to which Bangladesh could only achieve 242 in reply, there was a century for Shavir but Southey with 6 for 65 earned the man of the match performance and the game was really over when he came out and bowled the first over against Bangladesh. Here's Southie bowling to Tamu who advances and has a slack and he's got the edge and he's caught behind. He came down the pitch to have a go at Southie. Southie just pushed it a little bit wider. He's got the edge and Latham has taken a very good catch. Southie bowls again to Samaya. He's bowled! Straight through him. And Samaya is the second wicket in the first over. One for two. Southie bowling to Mushwick uh, to take it on the pad. Appeal for LBW given. In fact, it's Dush. Just shuffled across the crease. Has been taken on the pad. He's going down to have a look with the Mushwicker, but I fear for Lytton Dush that he may well have been uh, trapped in front. Three for two he had at that stage, uh, Tim Southey, and basically Warren Lees, that was it as a contest. They were never going to run down that title. No, they were probably never going to anyway, and at the halfway stage it was it was particularly difficult for them to go into the hut and realise just how many runs they were facing. But to lose three wickets early on really puts a huge dent in the, in the confidence of any team sitting there watching. And, and a team with, in particular, some young players uh, coming out here for the first time and doing their very best and, and realising how hard it was going to be. So they're out of the game. The, the, the performance from Southie was outstanding at that stage. Southie went for a few in the latter overs, Jeremy Coney, but it's significant that he was back and looking sharp early on. Still got a bit of work to do but 6 for 65 represents a good return to this international side. Well he's been out for five games so I thought that uh, you know with the rest he actually looked much sharper and had that little bit of nip that you need I think as someone who bowls in that 130, 135 sort of area of the of uh, speed so he got also he got the ball to move a little bit in the air and he got a couple of those wickets just without swingers in between the bat and pad of a, of a player of Sumaya and so he looked likely I thought in that first part when he did come back he had his variations in his second spell and he picked up wickets there as well. So he was an important contribution to the bowling resources. Yeah, it went pretty well for the bowlers generally early on, but towards the end of the game, they, they looked as though they were going through the motions. They struggled again to lower the colours of the opposition down the order. Yeah, sometimes it's difficult. They were against a batting line-up that, that had uh, the damage done early on, and therefore they were coming out without the intention of winning the game, but just seeing it through and seeing how far and how deep they could go into the 50 overs. But you're right. The New Zealand bowling would be disappointing apart from the Southie and the bowl contributions. And I think that's something they have to look at because against some of the top teams and perhaps at World Cup because that's what everyone's starting to look forward to. 
you really need to know that your your five your five main bowlers and plus a couple of helpers probably really have to perform at a, at a higher level against the very top team. You're it, not going to get three for two every game, are no. you? And that's what that's what lowered Bangladesh's colours today. And if that would been one down and it was 15 overs into the the match, suddenly if those three bowlers like Santner and Nisham and Ferguson don't pick up runs or DeGrom, pick up wickets, then, you know, you're struggling when you get to the 40th over. And that basically is the bowling attack that we're going to have at the World Cup, isn't it? Pretty much so, I think. I think you'll find that certainly Bolton Southey will there. Henry perhaps could be there, but Ferguson, I think they like his pace. But he does go for runs. And and Sentner, while he has an economy rate that's acceptable, uh, I, I just think he's not getting people out at the moment. Well, he's not trying to turn the ball either, though, is he? He's trying to bowl flat. He's trying to just almost swing it in a little bit. He's not intending to. That's still, his action brings that on. But he doesn't look the sort of player who's going to get the ball above the batsman's eye level and bounce and spin the ball. The fact that they didn't play Astle in this game is a suggestion he may not make the World Cup squad, isn't it? It, it would probably read that way, Brian, um, in which case uh, then they'll have to pick one spinner, another spinner in their, in their uh, side, I think. So it looks like Sodi might be the option at the moment. That the, seems the way they're thinking. Shabir Rahman took um, the, the, you know, the, the runs to the, to the New Zealand bowlers and, and he got rewarded, didn't he, for what he made? Well, like. well, he did, and it wasn't easy for him. I mean, he, he was injured for a long period during that <laughs> during that innings. He, More than once. He, he fought very, very hard. As I mentioned before, he, he he got hit on the side of the head. He got hit in the chest. He was he was struggling for breath at times, but he fought very, very hard. And at times, his second last shot of the whole game, a cover drive through, through the covers, all the way along the ground, four from the moment it left the bat, showed that he's a player with some real talent. Do you believe this New Zealand side has got some shortcomings uh, and they've been exposed, but I believe every one of those players is capable of playing better than what we've seen through this series. Uh, Do you agree? Well, I've watched them through three series, Brian, and I would hope that they have got more to give. (coughs) I think the fact of it is after watching some of the sides that have been in England and, and the English side themselves playing in those conditions... New Zealand are going to, A, need a lot more runs. Um, They're they're going to need what they got today, 320 to 330, to be competitive. And then their bowlers are going to have to bowl their socks off and they're going to have to field very accurately and decisively. I was disappointed with the fielding overall. I, I, admittedly, there's a great catch by Guptu and a great catch down on the boundary by Bolt and those things are going to happen and good on them too. But in general, we're, we're not the tidy fielding side we perhaps we perhaps were a year ago. And I mean the picking up of the ball, the odd fumble, the throwing the ball time after time to the keeper, one metre in, in front of the keeper. Those sort of things are just, it takes a wee bit of the discipline out of the team. That's accepted practice, though, in the current game. You look at all sides, they all want to rough up the ball, don't they, by bouncing it in and getting it in low and hard, but it, it makes it difficult. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that that was the intention. We, we, we would not have needed the roughing up of the ball today because we probably wanted a wee bit of shine left on it. But I know it is the intention of a lot of teams, but surely it just it just lowers the standard. And if you've got two players whom 
aren't doing the, the bit in the field, it, it soon becomes four players. And the attitude of the whole team just starts to look a little bit below par. 330 was always going to be tough to chase down, and it was that 106, I think, wasn't it, off the last uh, 10 overs that really told the difference? Well, it did, but it was set up also right through the innings. I thought that the pace of the innings was a good one. You know, 50-odd in the first 10, then a little slow, 40 off the next 10, but then they sort of picked it up and went from there. And so it was it was positioned very nicely in terms of wickets lost, runs scored at the 40-over mark. And so there were players that had got in. We could use the power of number six and number seven, Nisham and de Grandom, and then it flowed on from there. Yeah, the style of innings was what you want. Uh, contributions from the top players and that ability to finish off the way they did. Yeah, if there was a script written down by coach and captain before the game, it would have been somewhat similar to what we said as a, as a result. They, they started off, as Jeremy said, not, not at a great clip, you're always going to lose a player early on somewhere. I mean, you don't you don't intend to, but you've got to accept that someone's not going to succeed when all the other players around them are scoring well. So unlucky for Monroe today. And contributions right through, basically. Yep. Never lost two wickets, bang, bang, in a clump. And so that was important, and another partnership got going. Those are good things. Yeah, good partnerships. Taylor, 69, and Nichols, 64, 59 from Latham, a couple of 37s all through the order, and New Zealand scored 330 for six. Ross Taylor, well, 8,000 runs he passed that mark today and uh, it was almost as if he wanted to pass it today here on a ground where he scored 181 last year. He has a phenomenal record for New Zealand as a batsman, averaging 48. Wonderful stuff, Jerry. Oh, he's he is at the heart, really, the epicentre of the New Zealand effort and has been for some time. He's got a few players around him who are quite good players as well, but... He's kind of always there. He's all—it's the consistency of Ross, and he's got new bit new life recently, hasn't he? With those eyes, yeah. fix those up. You can see the ball now. Great, and and you know he hasn't got a hugely wide range of shots. He got that brilliant cut, and he's got a few of those from right from third man right round to in front of square. And he's got the pull shot that he plays well. He's got the tucks on the onside and the pushes on the on the offside. Though we don't see him driving the ball quite so much now because no. the, the front shoulder's gone. And the slog sweep. But, you know, he just does it so effectively. He, he knows how to start an innings for himself. He knows that when a wicket falls, he goes back into his shell just a little. You see all the hallmarks of years and years of thinking about his game and then applying it on the field. With Guptill, Williamson, uh, Nichols to, to some extent, that forms the basis of our batting lineup. But uh, Taylor, you wouldn't want to have him injured or uh, in, in danger of his place. Uh, today he proved his professional class. He's, a far, he's as far ahead as a batsman as Bolt is as a bowler within the New Zealand team, and they're both absolutely vital. Sometimes I think of these things and I think the really nice guys in the world will do very, very well. And therefore, you think of Bolt and you think of Taylor and you say, yes, you too, you deserve to, to play very well. They're nice, polite, friendly people going about their business, thinking about the standards of their own game when other players are sometimes looking sideways at each other. Those two guys can do the job and, and we need the younger players in the team to learn from them. Yeah, publicly, it's not about personal achievement either. No. Ross Taylor is out there doing his job for New Zealand. I'm sure he has quiet moments when he reflects on some of the... Uh, 
wonderful things that he's achieved and he did it today. He passed the 8,000 mark and he passed Stephen Fleming as the leading run scorer in uh, one day cricket for this country and he's done it at a good average and he's done it in uh, fewer innings than Stephen Fleming. We'll hear from Ross Taylor in just a moment but let's just enjoy his own personal moment of uh, triumph today at uh, University Oval in Dunedin. Full toss and Taylor clubs it down towards long on and out to the boundary for four. There's no cover down there. This one has Taylor driving through extra cover. That'll race away to the boundary. You won't protect that area. The gap was too wide and he got onto the front foot and hit it as sweetly as Ross Taylor can and uh, has picked up a boundary. Taylor driving and driving powerfully down past uh, the mid-on position, mid-off position, inside mid-off and down to the boundary for four. Taylor gets a delivery which he goes onto the back foot, plays it down towards long on, takes a single and has another one-day half-century, his 47th, and he equals Stephen Fleming now on 8,007 runs. Applause for Ross Taylor. Maybe bowls to Taylor, and Taylor turns it on the onside, down to deep backward square leg. He'll have a run. He'll have his 8,008th one-day run and gets an applause for that as well. Standing ovation for Ross Taylor, an acknowledgement of a career highlight. The highest run scorer in New Zealand one-day cricket, 8,008, at an average of 48.53 and a strike rate of 83. Remarkable achievement. And he's done it in 218 matches. He's taken it off Stephen Fleming, who did it in 279 matches. And that just speaks volumes for the way he's played. Ross, uh, how satisfying is that? Uh, a series clean sweep and uh, an important personal milestone. Yeah, I mean, it was. Um, we, we told ourselves today that we obviously need to step up and um, and be professional about our performance, and I think we did that. Uh, Tim swung the ball early there, and um, you know they were never once we got those early wickets, they were never really a, a looking. But um, no, it was nice to to get, I guess get that uh, personal milestone and and. Hopefully all the questions are gone now and can just go out and, and uh, bat and try and get as many more runs as I can uh, for the rest of my career, I guess. Didn't look as though it was easy to bat early on. Yeah, it swung a little bit. Um, and they're just good areas. I think it was a little bit too paced uh, at time. And if you just banged away at, um, you know, probably about thigh height, it was actually, unless you wanted to force it, it was actually quite tough to to rotate the strike. But we knew the small boundaries that if we kept wickets in hand, that would um, be able to get a... Uh, a competitive total. Good partnerships rather than one innings dominating the innings, wasn't it? Yeah, well, well my score, I think, was a, the top score um, at 60-odd. And I suppose when you score 330, normally there's a, 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 a big contribution by at least one batter, but everyone contributed along the way. We just said good partnerships and um, we were able to, uh, you know, the way Niche and, um, and even Tommy, the way he cleared the boundary, and we all know what Colin de Gronholm can do. They, they put pressure and we probably got a... Um, you know, 110 in that last 10 overs, which is not bad. I know players don't like to reflect on personal milestones. It's the team performance. But you've got to be proud of what you've achieved today. That, that, is, that is world class in terms of figures and performance for New Zealand in one-day cricket. I think it was, it was actually hard not to, um, you know, have a little bit of a think about it. And, and Tom said to me, you know, soak it in because the crowd gave me a nice ovation when, when I did get to, um, what, 51 or 52 to, to break phlegm. And uh, as I said yesterday, it's a little bit embarrassing. I looked up to phlegm and things, but um, hopefully he can get a few and then, uh, you know, Kane and Gup can, uh, can chase me down in the years to come. Yeah.
and and it, it's nice to have those moments. I mean, it's it, it's it's pretty special to be able to achieve that. Yeah, I think it's um, yeah. You probably have to soak it in a little bit, and, and maybe something that you reflect on a little bit uh, when you when you retire and, and things like that. But um, we've got a week off now, so uh, I haven't had a wine for a while. So I, <laughs> I think I might just treat myself. Yeah, you said yesterday though uh, it's it's one of those things that uh, the longer you play the game, the more likely these awards are going to come along and these milestones are going to come along and that's what you've been able to achieve and, and you reflected back on Martin Crowe's involvement with you. Yeah, I mean, uh, Hogan would have been obviously very proud and, um, you know, we batted at four and, uh, you know, he's had a big influence on my career but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure once I get my phone there'll be a few, few messages of uh, some proud family and friends. Yeah, and it's not yet retirement time for you though, is it? No, I did an interview with Sky um, after, once I got out and uh, they... They asked me about the R word, um, and it wasn't rest or rotation. Um, so yeah, uh, as I, well, you were there at the press conference once. Yeah. There, was, there was, I think, 60, 70 percent of the questions were when I was going to retire. So yeah. you're going to get not, it a few I'm more times. Yeah, I'm not 35 yet. That's in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but I guess yeah, when you're the oldest in the team, you um, quite often that's uh, that's the first thing that that comes to mind is when you're going to retire, and um, you don't look too far ahead and um, I think I've still got a little, little bit more cricket left in me, that's yeah. for sure. You want to go to the Boxing Day test, don't you? Hey, yeah, in the New Year's test, and um, we'll just have to wait and see after that. Well done on your uh, personal achievement earnings today. I know that there'll be a lot of people who'll be proud of what you've achieved, and the fans of New Zealand cricket will have all enjoyed it as well. So, well done, and you can go away and enjoy it in your little break. Appreciate it, Watson. Radio Sports Summer of Cricket. With Resine, quality paint and colours, perfect for your projects.